Hello, humans and puggies. Welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best dressed at the party. And you can check out our outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me are my puggy co-hosts, Rosie and Kenji. Now, I'd like you to meet pug mum, Rachel, and her beautiful little girl, Agatha, whom you'll be able to hear snoozing, or should I say snoring, throughout the episode in that ever so cute little style that only a puggy can. This is a wonderfully joyful episode about Agatha, how they met and what their pug life has been like, especially the anecdote about their bonding within minutes of meeting, which I'm sure you can relate to. And then there is the question that Rachel had for me, what is wrong with my pug? Which we will all get to the bottom of in this episode. But before we zoom in, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. Hello, Rachel and Agatha. How are you? We're very well, thank you. Uh, she's actually asleep. You can possibly hear her snoring under my feet. I can hear the gentle resonance of puggy snores. <laughs> <laughs> and how is she? She's good. She's great. She's, um, yeah, nothing's wrong with her, which is nice uh, because I am, uh, as declared by my mother, a pet hypochondriac. <laughs> Harsh but true of most pug porrents, I would yeah, think. Yeah, <laughs> bought me as a joke, not joke, Christmas present once, uh, a dog first aid kit and um, all the instructions. So, so if, handy. if I think she's doing well, she's as healthy as healthy can be. Because <laughs> how old is she now? She's six and a half now. Oh, wow. Mm, she's Oh, you can't see her, but she's got a lot of, she's got a full grey chin. Oh, really? A little grey around her eyebrows. And I said to mum, it's outrageous. I mean, in pug terms, you know, she's only six. She could get to at least 15. Mm-hmm. And mum said, yeah, she's middle-aged. You've got grey hair too. Move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> at least we've got the ability to die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have grey hair. It's naturally pink. <laughs> Absolutely. I tell everybody that, you know, it's short and, and this colour for like forever. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, she's so be- – I cannot believe she's got – I mean, I have to admit, I can't remember the last time I saw a close-up photo of her because it's sort of even when when you're at a distance on like Facebook and Instagram, you don't quite notice it. It's not until you get like a close-up. Um, oh, yeah. I'll have to take a close-up photo because – Oh, yes. It's only on her face. The rest of her fur, there's no grey. But, yeah, on her face, she's got that uh, little bit of distinguished silver spread. Oh, in that beautiful little puggy face. So for our listeners, because obviously we've known each other for a few years now, whereas they don't, um, tell us a little bit about Agatha and how you met. Uh, Well, I suppose I should say she's a black pug. That's why I can see her silver so clearly because if she was fawn, she might be getting away with it. Yes. Uh, She and I met... um, Well, she's six and a half, nearly six and a half years ago because she was only about... I think she might have been 10 weeks when I got her. And we actually met after, I'm afraid to say, I got hit by a puppy dog scan. So after that, I did a lot of investigation and I found her human mum and uh, met her pug mum, who I've seen photos of, used to actually sit at the dining table with the humans. Oh, nice. 
So um, As it should be in his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> uh, yes, lovely, healthy, nurtured family. You know, not even you know, definitely no uh, no farming there unless mm. we consider the farming of the food that was brought to the pug's table. Um, and of course, I was you know, we're not exchanging money until the pug is in my arms. Um, I actually have a friend. I will tell you. I don't know if I've told you, Donna, this story before. Mm. When when I got my previous dog especially, he um, had some personality issues and everything, and it's not an uncommon thing. I've actually been no. with other people as well. And I got the flu like the day after I got him and I was really sick. And so when I knew I was getting Agathon, I um, had said to a good friend of mine, now just got to remember sometimes with a new puppy, especially with all the frustrations of toilet training, it can take a few days to bond with them. You know, it's not necessarily straight away. You just got to have that getting used to period. Mm-hmm. I sent him a video 10 minutes after her breeder left. Oh, my God, I've never been so, so proud of my life. She's so beautiful. Completely understand. Never. In six and a half years, let me live that down. He will still to this day when I'm saying something about how, you know, something about how clever she is, say, it's a pity it's taking you so long to form that little dog. <laughs> so does he have a recording of this that you can yeah. share? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. I, he kept the recording just so that he can continue to laugh at me. Embarrassed. Well, you yes, exactly. know, on days when you're having a rough patch. It's a good way to put a smile on your face. And then um, only a few weeks after I got her, uh, we got a rescue cat called Daphne. Mm. And, um, oh, my God, the two of them hit it off the second the cat hit the floor. Thank God. They absolutely – because, you know, you have that anxiety. Um, Mm. The second she hit the floor, she bonded with the dog before she bonded with me and they were just – Fast friends. Now they're more like normal siblings, you know. Uh, they'll sit and have a cuddle. They'll have a play. They'll hate each other for half an hour and not want to talk to each other. But um, they're still good, affectionate siblings. And it's been the only thing is the cat is smart and has taught her many things. <laughs> so now when she plays, she plays by cat rules. Oh, God. So, you know... You see, and of course, if you've got a play group, you see this, all the little dolly, doggy social etiquettes, like especially the play bow to introduce yeah. play. Well, she doesn't know about the play bow. She understands cat introduction to play, which is get your paw and start swatting the other person. She does that too. It's like, come on, come on, just start running. I'll chase you. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, she thinks she's a cat. It's so <laughs> but now then, I know where Kenji gets it from. Yeah, that's what she He's been hanging around too many cats. That's clearly what it is. <laughs> Not in my house, obviously. <laughs> the previous one. However, she did also finally teach the puppy how to use the dog door, which was something we were really struggling with. Um, she's like, you just you, you get your paw like this and then your nose and it's really easy and you can't wee in the house. It's disgusting. You're grossing me out. Well, um, maybe I need to get a cat because we <laughs> obviously have to do treats. You can, yes. If you come through the plastic flappy thing, you'll get a, to- you'll get a chalk drop. <laughs> 
Yes, we were doing the treat training and it does take a long time. <laughs> Kat was, yeah, pretty quick at it. Well, I really hope because someone had said to me, you know, once you've already got one trained, when you introduce another one into the house, they'll just follow suit. Wrong. <laughs> just either that or I just have the most stubborn pugs in history because, no, no, we st- we have to every time. And admittedly, we obviously get um, uh, a foster in every couple of months at the moment. We've um, Roxy's been with us for a little while now, which has been lovely. Um, but yeah, sort of it just felt like Groundhog Day to be like, I just I just get them to the point where they're using the puppy door and they're following all the rules and then somebody adopts them from me. Like <laughs> takes them away from me and goes and lives there puggly ever after and I'm like, oh, I should it's be happy. good. <laughs> I know, I know. I should have to admit, our um, our last foster, Maya, who was before Roxy, um, she just recently got adopted, um, and she got adopted with another rescue that was up for adoption at the time, um, and it was so nice to see the photos, like even her little face, you could just see it was like, oh my god, I've got my new family. It was just wonderful to see, and she was such a lovely little pug. Yeah. It's funny how they seem to know this is forever now. I know, and it just breaks my heart because yeah. I just I keep thinking to myself, I just adopt all of you, but Andrew said that I'm not allowed to. Some people are too. I know, I know. I'm not allowed to have 10 pugs and to keep fostering. It's one or the other. I'm like, it's just not fair. It's a hard choice. I know, it is. So I'm just like, Fine. If I want to keep fostering, I'll I'll be happy with Rosie and Kenji, and I'll just cry when oh, every, every every one of our fosters leaves us. Every time. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd cry. So it's, I have to admit, it. Dare I say it? I'm. I don't even know if easy is the right word. I think it's just you now just know that your heart's going to be broken. Um, and so you just you ride that heartbreak for the couple of weeks and then kind of like you go, it's okay, I know they've gone to another loving family, it's all right. And then literally it's almost like the universe just tells the rescue, oh, it's time for Donna to have another foster, to take her mind off having lost her last one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give her another one to take care of. And then That's I sort of, <laughs> yes, so the um, we'll see how we go. As I said, it's with um, Roxy's our fourth since we've started. So, and I honestly didn't think we'd have that many, but it's, it's kind of, I think it's one of those things where it was just like, like these short little stays. I feel like the halfway house of pugs. They've, they've been, yeah. They've, they've been through their, their big surgeries and they've been through rehab and then they're, they're coming to us for like their post rehab care and, um, and preparation for going out into the world. And so I'm like, I am, it's like Donna's half a pug, half house. <laughs> <laughs> halfway house but halfway house for pugs yes thankfully they all like chalk drops i've yet to have one that's turned their nose up so otherwise they'd be like oh my god i've got to go out and find out another treat that like a dog <laughs> that pug likes yeah well with agatha it's um in fact I, thankfully she doesn't i'm not going to say the t word uh, mm-hmm. thankfully she doesn't know the name of the actual object of delight yes which I actually can't remember the real name of them. We call them bug biscuits. They're uh, oh, yes, I remember you posted this dog on. cookies made out of uh, some kind of cricket powder, but basically made out of ground up crickets. She goes nuts. You get this out, and it's like heroin. 
<laughs> we call it puggy crack. <laughs> That's exactly like as soon as she knows one, like all treats are exciting, but no, her eyes, the only thing, and she does know this word, so I'm going to say it a bit quieter. The only thing that compares is rice. She's, really? Oh, my God. If she even hears the lid come off the cooker, I'm not going to say the R word again. Yeah. She even hears the lid come off the cooker. She comes out and the eyes are wild. Wow. I can smell it. I can hear it. It's here somewhere. When am I going to get some? I've so. never given them. I'll have to. Next time we cook the R word, um, <laughs> I'll have to try because I have to admit Rosie's favourite, and this is this is Andrew's fault because um, she's a daddy's girl, um, and she has subsequently introduced every other pug to her puggy crack, as we call it, um, hot potato chips. But not just any old hot potato. They either have to have chicken salt on them or <laughs> the rosemary salt that you get at Schmancy Cafes. Oh, nice. Yes. So she gets um, she gets really tooty pants and <laughs> she can see the cup of chips because there was a particular cafe that we used to go to that would do these chips. Unfortunately, they closed down over COVID. Um, and so they do like the adult size and then a kid size. And so we'd order breakfast and then order a cup of these chips um, for Rosie and Charles back in those days. Um, and then, of course, they'd come out, they'd be piping hot. So we'd have to tip them out on the plate so they could cool off enough. And she would stamp her paw <laughs> on the side of um, the coffee table, like, hurry up with the cool down for crying out loud. Like, um, and because Charles would eat pretty much anything, but oh my god! So that's her puggy crank. Yeah. Kenji um, is partial to chips now because obviously he's realised the joy of getting a chippy. Yeah. Um, and the worst thing about it is I've had a go at both my niece um, and my partner about this. So and I said he shouldn't be Kenji shouldn't be eating these, but he knocked over a box of um, barbecue shapes. <laughs> In my niece's bedroom, and of course, um, she wasn't in there at the time, and so he managed to get like the couple of shapes that were left in the bottom of the box. Yeah, hence, hence he could knock it over because it was basically empty. Um, and the look on his face, like, oh my god, it was like it, and hence, hence the nickname Puggy Crack. Mm. He was like, oh my god, like his eyes just went wild. <laughs> like this stuff is amazing. Like he knew. Who knew there would be such a thing that would be so tasty? And so, of course, now whenever Andrew or Britt open up they, a bag of barbecue shapes, you can see him. He's like, smell oh, <laughs> that heaven. I'm like, don't give them to him. It's not good for him. She will, if we have, have rice with dinner, mm-hmm. I'll usually give her a little bit in a bowl after we've eaten. Not until after we've eaten. Yeah. But, um, but, if we're then caught up like we're having a long chat or, you know, eating in front of the TV and watching a show or something, she, as soon as she knows we're finished eating, will stand in that kitchen and I wish I had a photo, do that thing of because the kitchen faces into the lounge room, dining room, go to where her bowl is and just keep leaning out of the door and staring at me like there's still nothing in my bowl. I'm looking at it right here and do I want, there's still nothing in it. Human. So I finally agree to get up and go and give her a portion. And then she just 
Like, you know, when they're that excited and they eat really fast? Well, I don't know. This could be just a her thing because they're hail, yes. for a pug thing that turned out to be a her thing. And literally the eating goes nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yes, Rosie makes exactly the same sound. Like I've recorded it because I'm like no one will believe me when I say that the way she eats scoffs is literally sounds like nom, 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 nom. Yes, literally. Like you think that's made up for cartoons, but no, it's yes. num 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 num. If it's good, you know. Oh yeah, no. Bugs, it's usually good. <laughs> yeah, num, Comple- num, num. completely there with you. I am because I have to admit, I used to think to myself, "God, are you the like seriously? Are you my pug?" Like, oh, she's so funny. I mean, she doesn't always do everything. Like, she doesn't have proper head wrinkles like normal pugs. She's got a bit of an egghead. <laughs> And my friend's <laughs> <laughs> always proud of me when I say that, like I'm saying she's ugly. She's not. She's the most gorgeous little thing in the entire world, but she does have an egghead. There's no way around that. Yes. She's got a nose wrinkle, but she's got no forehead wrinkles, little egghead. Yeah, I'm talking about you. And your All right. Egghead. As she gets older, um, you know, she'll grow in. She's Maybe she's grown into her wrinkles. <laughs> she has. I will say though, I got the best compliment uh, day before yesterday mm. because I took her to the groomers. We've all taken our puggies to the groomers. Yes. And one of the main reasons I take her to the groomers is because clipping her claws is a pain. Oh my God. Same thing. They go to the groomers. I just won't do it. And I, <laughs> I had forgotten that we were going away and that it was kind of urgent and that I didn't have any free days left. So the day before I rang the groomers and I said, look, I know this is really last minute and I'm so sorry. And I always make sure that I don't just say my dog. I say, is there any chance you could fit my pug Agatha in tomorrow? And I get the immediate reaction, oh, Agatha, oh, we love Agatha. That's oh, not fair. You're nice. pulling at my heart. I'm like, that's just a splash and dash in her claws. All right, all right, fine. She can come at 10.30. That's fine. We'll, oh, lovely. make room for Agatha. But the biggest compliment was when I went to pick her up because I know she behaves. But the lady said, I don't know if you know this. I know this. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Pugs are notorious. <laughs> I was waiting When you for try it. and clip their claws, they go insane. Yeah. And I said, I know. <laughs> and she said, but we go to clip her claws and you get the clipper out and you put your hand up and she just holds her paw out. Oh, my Lord. And, wait. and I'm like, yeah, for you. I need video evidence of this <laughs> alien yeah. behaviour. She just, but the first time I ever took her was because I had trained her from a tiny puppy give me your paws mm. and clip her claws. And then one day I went to do it and she went mental, like I was trying to murder her. This yep. was, and I literally thought I was going to disconnect her leg, you know. So that was why and I asked around and found someone that recommended a good groomer who could clip difficult pugs' paws and specialised in this. So I rang them and explained the situation. They're like, no, no, look, we've got everything we need. We've got really trained people. If necessary, we've got harnesses. Going to let you know, a claw clip starts at, I can't remember, I think it was like $10. But it does go up to $40 depending on how hard it is to restrain your dog and get the claws clipped and not harm them. Like, look, $40 is worth it because, you know, it's going to tear everything in the house apart. Mm. Um, Eviscerate me at this point. Just gas up if you need to. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the first time I'd taken her to the groomer. So I took her in. And they're like, okay, so this is Agatha and this is the problem. Like, yeah, this is the problem. You know, I, I tell you, I've never heard screaming like it. You know, it's like I never believed in banshees until this, but the screaming mm-hmm. was ungodly. 
They're like, okay, it's all right. You just sit here. We'll take her in. We'll do it. So I hand her over. I sit down. I wait for the screaming to start. It's been maybe a minute. The little gate opens again and they go, there you go. <laughs> what? Oh, she was good as gold. She just gave us a poor <sighs> and I'm like, what? You little you terror. <laughs> yes. I have I have similar conversations with my groomer. I hate it. They close over Christmas for two weeks. Oh. And it's the worst two weeks of my life. <laughs> because of course when we wash them, oh my God, I think I'm wetter than they are at the end of it. Um but yeah, when we go into the groomers, it's just like, oh look, it's Auntie Bree. And off they run into Auntie Bree's waiting arms. Even yeah. though I have to admit this morning when uh, when they went in, um we took them in. They've got like a little separate area where you take their harnesses off and you you hang them up and then they go into the actual grooming part. But you can see it. And, of course, um, for whatever reason, my pugs are known for just basically hanging out in the drying cage <laughs> um, all day long. Doesn't matter who else needs to actually go into the drying cage. That's where my lot end up. Um, and similarly to your um, – your the uh, the R word story. Yeah, Rosie just walks straight through and then sits. And the worst thing was I was trying to film up, but she'd already finished damping a paw by the time I'd gotten my phone out to record it. <laughs> and she'd walked around to the cage and was standing there and stamping her paw like, "Hurry up, Auntie Bree." <laughs> this is my room. Yes, my, my room, room is not room. ready for me. And I'm like, "Is this a hotel?" Like. <laughs> And they just happily, you know, oh, it's, I'm sorry, Rosie. And I'm just like, you treat her too well. <laughs> it's just unbelievable what yeah, these pugs get away with. <laughs> just unbelievable. So having said that, you've said that she's a bit of a devil, um, but she's also your baby. So how would you describe her personality? I would say she's a little manipulator. She is a bossy britches. That's for sure. Very bossy. I have, in fact, sent her uh, off by herself in the past to go spend a day with other grumbles and learn how other dogs live, Uh, learn that you are not the king of the castle or (laughs) the queen of the palace. Uh, That usually lasts a couple of days. Um, But having said that, but, yeah, she really, really is bossy, (laughs) really bossy. And uh, she will... Tell the cat to get lost if uh, I'm eating or something because no, that's my food. And I'm like, oh, no, no, this is actually my food. <laughs> that's my cat. And I get to tell the cat when she can come and when she can go. You don't. But having said that, I mean, it sounds like she's really mean to the cat. If she was mean to the cat, the cat wouldn't be back literally five minutes later snuggling up to her. Uh-huh. And um, I will admit, the cat is like the. The naughty sibling. Mm-hmm. Because you see Agatha, she's the one who you can see causing trouble. <laughs> you know, you'll see them tearing around the house and Agatha, who's much heavier than the cat, because mm-hmm. uh, she's basically a brick with a warm fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> Tear around after the cat, knock the cat down, sort of if I say stomp on the cat, that sounds worse. But you know what I mean? They do that sort Just of roll over the top, you yeah. know, you're dead um, to me, it's all about me now. <laughs> push her around and then the cat's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and runs away. And people go, oh, she's so bossy to that cat. What they don't see is the bit where the cat came and started it. 
yes. where the cat comes up and pretends, I'm going to wash your face, sister, and starts washing her face. And as soon as the dog looks dozy, bites her in the jugular. <laughs> wow. And it takes her down like a buffalo. It's literally, if you watch those documentaries, you know, when you see yes. the jaguar take down a buffalo or something and they grab it by the jugular and knock it to the ground and pin it, that is exactly what she does. <laughs> So while she is a little troublemaker, to be fair, she is not actually usually the one who starts it, Um, but she is an affectionate little thing. She will just come, I'll be sitting on the couch and she'll just come trotting along, jump up on the couch, tuck a little head under my hand and then just sort of do a little, you know, that little wriggle? Yes. Do the little wriggle and go. Got to get myself comfy. And just flatten herself across my knee and go to sleep. Yep. She likes to get, she sleeps on her own bed in the laundry, but usually super early in the morning, a couple of hours before I actually get up, I will let her come in and she'll just get in the bed with me and have a little snuggle and a sleep mm-hmm. and that little warm doggy smell, mm-hmm. which is really lovely. On the mornings that she settles down, not the morning she decides to wander around this the bed. Play, this is playtime. Yeah, exactly. Um, she does think I'm a bouncy castle. Now, I know I'm a larger girl. But um, literally bouncing all over me like a, a bouncing castle is uh, a bit of I'm going to play with the cat and I'm going to keep bouncing off you onto the cat. Um, so that's always fun. But she's just such an affectionate little thing and she'll go to anyone and she's very gentle-ish. When <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be. But she's funny. She does enjoy playing with other dogs. Um. But she's a bit aloof. Like she'll get in, she'll have a bit of a play, and then you'll be like, where's Agatha? Oh, she's just gone off somewhere by herself to do to see what's interesting. And, yeah, she's just Good time out. a bit of own time on her own. And so she can be a little bit aloof. I think she's a bit, bit can I say, upper self? She's a bit upper self. No, no, she's independent. She's a single girl. She knows what she wants. And she makes that noise. I'm sure you've heard the noise. You can't hear it at the moment because all you can hear is snoring. Hmm. I'm sure I've told you about it before, her yum-da noise, which is also her interested noise. And I thought this was a pug thing uh, until you go to enough pug groups and spend time with other pugs and realise, no, it's an Agatha thing. Um, And people have laughed and gone, oh, I know Agatha's here. I can hear her doing that Agatha squeak. (laughs) (laughs) And I call it the yum-da because it gets higher and closer together. The closer she gets to something interesting. So if she's just exploring, you get this little noise that goes like, as she sniffs around just seeing what it is. It's a little yeah. interested noise. Yes, Rosie does something similar but not the same, yes. And then the closer she gets to something interesting, it starts to go. And then chomp. And then he's like, it's just incredible the noises that come out of them at times oh they're so funny but she's i always think of her as kind of stupid clever because i'm always saying she's an idiot because she's an idiot um she she'll run into traffic you can't have her off oh god no under the wheels of a car and did kills yes she will run off with a complete stranger she cannot be trusted with anything like that but she's canny like uh 
you know, you've normally got your dog phrases when you're training, sensible, proper dog training phrases like sit, stay, down. I accidentally taught it, can I have that? Because as an actual <laughs> training tool, can I have that, please? Because of the number of times I'd get frustrated because she'd pick up some random, dangerous, poisonous thing that I had to get out of her mouth. And it's, can I have that, please? And I learned, okay, if you, she, she knows that exact phrase. And if you replace it with a really good trait, um, she'll do it, drop it instantly. So you see her with something, even okay. if you don't know what it is, she's like, can I have that, please? Spits it out and waits for the lovely treat. She'll even go and stand by the treat cupboard. Even better. Trouble with that is she learned if I'm eating something dangerous and my mum says, can I have that, please, I get a treat. Let's explore the entire house and yard and see how many bits of wood, rusty nails, random pieces of plastic I can find to get a treat in exchange for dropping the dangerous thing that I just spent half an hour hunting for. So my yard is lovely and clean. There's definitely no rusty nails or screws or anything like that out there because in the last couple of years I think she's excavated the entire thing. <laughs> but I, I have to, I've been manipulated similarly with Charles. So obviously uh, when him and his brother come to first live with us and they, they'd had no training, no toilet training, nothing. Um, and so we were like, and they were two. So we were starting oh, yeah. with a very low bar. And, um, and so we were teaching them at the time to poop on grass. So everywhere we went, if they pooped on grass, they got a treat. Yeah. Um, and so basically, and then after a while, I just, Andrew and I'd be walking them and it'd be like, oh, Charles needs to poop. Um, and then it'd be just sort of like, oh, that's a tiny little nugget. Because obviously we were like, oh, <laughs> please don't tell me he's got, like he's constipated. Because we were sort of worried in that first six months, we barely know them. So we don't know what all their ailments are. Well, yeah, complications. Um, and so we were just like, oh, my God, is he constipated? And then sort of after, and because we were watching them closely for a couple of days to sort of see if there was straining, um, all those signs of constipation. And then we're sort of like, oh, doesn't look like, and you'd see, you know, and <laughs> they're obviously the second and third pug that we had. So we'd already been through the ringer once. Um, and so we were just sort of like, doesn't look like he's straining. And then like the penny dropped. And I looked at Andrew and went, we are being manipulated by a two-year-old pug. And Andrew's like, what are you talking about? I said, they get a treat every time they poop. And they would poop four times on a walk. And I'm, Andrew would be like, you are shitting me. And I went, no, literally, they are. <laughs> and the worst thing is, is you caught between a rock and a hard place because – if you don't keep rewarding the behaviour, then they stop doing it when they're still learning. And so yeah. we're stuck with this knowing. Like I just went, I feel like I'm being used. Yeah. I know I'm being manipulated. <laughs> you can't untrain the dog to, you know, no. poo, on, poo on the grass or yes. do dangerous things straight out of a mouth. Yes. You must evacuate your entire bowel for a treat. I'm going to stand here until I believe you've done all of it. Then you can have the treat. They just look at you all innocently like, poop, treat. Like, this is what the deal was. You said this is the deal. You are killing me. I have to be. I went, uh, I saw, um, getting back to you, you, what you were saying before about sending off Agatha to um, – to good girl training camp every now and again so she can see how well-behaved pugs behave. Um, 
Last week I went and seen um, conformance judging for the first time ever. I've always read about it and seen stuff on the internet, uh, but this is the first time I've actually been to a judging event. Um, and uh, and so I uh, recorded a bit of footage here and there because there were some beautifully um, turned out pugs and their behaviour was just absolutely immaculate. Mm. Um, and then I took it home and I said to Andrew, I said, watch this. Um, I said, I'm going to sit down on the couch with both Roxy, Kenji and Rosie and I'm going to play the videos for them so they know what well-behaved pugs actually <laughs> look like. <laughs> And Andrew's like, I don't think it's going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, I don't think so either. If it was Agatha, she'd just bark and want to play with the pugs. Yeah, I know. I think that's sort of uh, a similar reaction that Roxy would have. It would be just sort of like, oh, there's a pug on the TV. Why aren't you playing with me? And like leap off the couch, jump onto the TV. Yeah, it would end up being a disaster, that's for sure. Like, <laughs> the complete opposite of my trying to show them what well-behaved pugs look like. Mm. I get oh, the hates horses on television. Well, actually, I'm not sure if she hates horses or loves horses. Her hackles don't go up. I think she wants to play with the horses, especially black horses. Pretty much anything black, I think, because she's black. But I would love to introduce her to a real horse one day and see if she reacts <laughs> because every single time there's a horse, She's like, oh, my God, and she just leaps up and she's barking and she's dancing in front of the television and, yeah, it's like, oh, my God, quick, no, there's a carriage. There's going to be horses. This Cover is, her eyes. Don't let her the horses. No, no, Agatha, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yes, the uh, the one time I took Fat Dog home um, to Tassie, um, so I grew up in dairy farming area, so he just, the first time he saw a cow, um, who was also black, like Fat Dog, same thing, like through a fence. He was just, he's just, he stopped and looked. And because I suppose because I grew up, grew up around it, you don't even look at cows now. You're so used to seeing yeah. them. Whereas for him, he just come to this grinding halt and then went up to the fence line. I'm like, no, it's an electric fence, puppy. That will hurt you a lot. Yeah. Um, but this cow's just standing there, chewing away. Looking at Fat Dog, Fat Dog's looking back at him, and I could just <laughs> see the cogs rolling over in his little head as he was like, "Man, you are a big pug, <laughs> just, so big." And I just went, "Okay, puppy, come on, it's time to keep walking. Do not approach the wire fence, puppy. That's just, oh, that's a no." I'm looking forward to. We're taking Agatha on her first holiday next week. Wow, this is so exciting. Yes, I've already packed most of a bag. Obviously, I can't pack. All of it, yes, you know. Um, but I've packed a lot of a bag and her food and some bowls and everything else. Um, but one of the things I'm looking forward to is it's on a really lovely property, and uh, at dawn and dusk, they have a flock of peacocks and a herd of deer. Oh, wow. Obviously, not into the fenced area we're in, yes. but I am so looking forward to seeing what her reaction to a herd of deer is going to be. Oh, I want the peacocks. Oh, I definitely want the just. Just oh no, she's never seen a peacock. No, I've seen photographed lots of peacocks since I've had her, but she's never seen one. So I'd be interested to see what she thinks of peacocks. Yes, she doesn't like kookaburras because of their call. So I don't think she's going to like the peacock scream very much. Mm. But just, just when they flare, like they flare oh, up their tail, yeah. you could just. <laughs> 
I could almost see it just going. I'm taking my phone. I'm taking my proper camera as well. So (laughs) this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, I do want to see photos because I can just imagine the look on her face. (laughs) It all goes up and she's like, oh, my God, what just morphed? That's a big bird. That's really good. It was my size until (laughs) (laughs) How does it do that? Oh, so what's the one thing that's uniquely Agatha? I mean, we've talked about her little grunts and groans. Um, and I have to admit, I don't think I've ever met anyone whose pug likes rice. That's I'm so oh, gonna try that. Yeah, she actually has that for her birthday when I want to make a little fuss for her birthday. Um, instead of a cake, we I make a little tiny like bowl of rice, domed rice. Like you use a little tea cup or something to make a dome, and then I get um yogurt and if i want it to look fancy you put a tiny bit of beetroot juice in the yogurt to make it pink and then smother the uh rice in that and that sends her to heaven although someone did actually think i gave her an iced cake and i'm like no it's it's rice and yogurt i wouldn't actually give her a human cake covered in icing but she absolutely loves that but I'm thinking, what what apart from her weird little grunts and groans is uniquely Agatha, apart from she's just such a little sleepy nugget, really, I think. She just is such a little sleepy nugget. She And she's just so agreeable. You know, I mean, I suppose I think because she's my first actual pug, you sort of just think about pugs as being so agreeable. They'll just go along with whatever you want to do. Until you start meeting other pugs and going, yeah, no, no, actually, they're not all that agreeable. <laughs> some are, some are. <laughs> not all of them will just do whatever you want. Uh, no, not all of them will just go along and be really happy. But she's just really easygoing. I think that's such a valuable thing because I did have before her I don't think I'd call him a reactive dog because that makes it sound like he was on the attack, but mm. a very anxious dog. Mm. Um, and a lot of things scared him and um, worried him and he'd be very much on edge and, like, you know, if he moved, he was alert and awake. And she's the absolute opposite of that. <laughs> so laid back. And you sort of go to stand up and far from being like, oh, my God, what are you doing? She just rolls over and cocks a leg in the air like, if you are getting up, you may scratch my belly. I can, <laughs> um, can I? Thanks. That's really fine. Yes. I wasn't planning on uh, stopping for you, but okay. Yeah, no, sure, that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. But, um, no, she's just a, such an easygoing little thing and just so super friendly with everyone. She loves little girls. Um, she particularly loves little girls because I think uh, when she was a tiny puppy, one of the first non-house members, you know, she met. Um, we went down to see my brother and his kids and my little nephew Darcy is the most sweet little boy but he's not an animal kid um, and was a little bit scared of dogs, even the tiny little fur-covered nugget that she was, mm-hmm. fuzzy jelly bean. Um, my little niece, though, who was even tinier at the time, has always adored animals. So she spent the whole time fussing over her and feeding her an entire bag of treats while I wasn't looking. (laughs) (laughs) So Agatha learned very quickly, you want fuss, you want food, look for the little girls. Yes. 
the little girls are going to give you, they're going to ask every, can I give her another treat, please? Can I give her another snack? Can I give her another? She once sat down at a market and got herself surrounded, literally. I turned around, like I had a long lead on, so it's not like I'd wandered off, but I was just talking yeah. to this guy at the stall about buying something and I'd said to two little girls sitting there, you know, yeah, no, you don't matter. I turned back and she has a circle. <laughs> little girls, like a little... And she, if there's more people there, like she loves to scratch, but she won't just stay with the person who's currently fussing her. Hang on, there's another person there. I need that person to fuss me as well. It's not about the quality of the fuss. It's the quantity of people patting me. So... Yes, she'll do that. You go to Bunnings and you're driving along, not driving, you know, pushing a trolley along, um, and she will cry, <laughs> literally, <laughs> a little cry of despair for every single person that walks past and doesn't stop to say something oh, to her. Oh. Just walking along, you just see, mm. oh. and I'm like, seriously, it's embarrassing. Stop doing yes. that. I get the size. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know if yours do this when she's in the trolley, which is usually Bunnings. So when she's in the trolley, she actually. I have to get a video. I'll send you a video. Yes, I'll put a video somewhere. But she will actually go up to the front end of the trolley, so her back eggs are, and do a Titanic. She oh <laughs> god yes puts her paws up on the top and just says and just. As you're going, like, oh, yes. And the second the trolley stops, she just gets down and sits down. But as soon as it's moving again, she's back up on the bow of the ship. Yes. No, in the puggy buggy. Yeah. At least one of them. But my biggest problem is, is especially when all three are in it, is that they're all vying for said position, which means somebody ends up getting hip and shouldered out. And then I'm like trying to stop them from being run over by cars as because it's always like as we're crossing the street. It's yeah. not it's yeah. not a safe area. So yes, no, I'm I, that doesn't surprise me at all. But yes, I think she's unique in her own way. I suppose that's what unique means, really. There are all the odd little noises and um but she is my absolute baby. I absolutely adore her. And her little Pat way of playing things and, yeah, she's a good girl. Now I have I have one final question because mm-hmm. uh, the reason why we were going to catch up and do this podcast was you'd sent me a message uh, a few weeks ago and saying to me, I was thinking of maybe suggesting I do one called What's Wrong With My Pub? <laughs> and I desperately want to know what was the trigger for that comment. I think it's just because the number of times I've thought it since I got her. And, again, it sounds really horrible. And I was sort of half reluctant because it sounds like I'm going, my pug is inferior. But, no, (laughs) as I said, I am a pet hypochondriac and my mum teases me for it all the time. She goes, oh, my God, there is nothing wrong with the dog, all right? I'm going to choke you to death in a second. But why has my dog got an egghead? My dog. My bug did not have the, like, she's got the distinctive nose roll and everything. Yep. She did not have the distinctive pug rumpled forehead. She has an egghead. It's shaped just like a little egg. 
And that's how I've always been able to find her in in a party or something. Yes. Because I remember the first time I took her to a pub group, I was really worried. I said to my friend, what if I can't tell which one's mine? (laughs) And his stupid answer was just bend down and call her and the pug that runs to you and cuddles you is your pug. And I'm like, seriously? Not not a pug. More likely the one that doesn't run to me is going to be my pug. But, yeah, so she's got this weird little egghead and that's what started the whole, what's wrong with my pug? Why does my pug have the wrong kind of wrinkles? And it's funny because it's not, you think it's just you and then sometimes you're sitting in pug group and you listen to the others and they'll sort of say ever so quietly, why is my pug's tongue twice as big as yours? Yes. <laughs> why do my why is my pug's ears go one up and one down? And I was like, it's not just me then who thinks, no. what is wrong with my pug? And she does have these weird things. Like I say, all the other dogs are socialising and she plays like a cat because the mm-hmm. cat taught her how to play. So she doesn't know polite doggy bows. She goes up and just starts smacking other pugs in the head. Because that's how cats instigate play. And I watch her and I just go, oh, my God, what is wrong with my pug? Why doesn't she know how to be a normal pug? Um, And she goes off by herself. And I think, well, I remember when I was like that as a teenager, but for heaven's sake, you know, you can't you can't say that's rubbed off on my pug. What is wrong with my pug? She wants to go off and read poetry by herself. Instead of playing with the other dogs. And it's just been one of those um, ongoing things. And I'll sit there and I'll, especially at events and things where there's lots of, sorry, I know I'm detracting, but this was another no, no. I went on, I'm sure lots of us have done it. We went to uh, a dog event and they had specifically a pug race. Oh, a bunch of pugs. And race to the finish line. And, again, I've got a video of this because, you know, I'm like, exciting and who's going to win. Oh, and be awesome. But she can be super quick. She had a little dress on. Um, so, yeah, they release the pugs and I'm at the finish line. The pugs come tearing. The one that was a little uh, foxy cross, of course, was the first cross. Mm-hmm. All the pugs come running and I'm like, where's my dog? This little princess in a dress comes sauntering along. <laughs> <laughs> In your imagination, see the paparazzi flash, you know, cameras flashing away. And she's just looking to the right and to the left, like, hello, my fans. Yes, I'll give you an autograph yes. in a minute. And just sauntering along. And I just looked at her and I'm like, what is wrong with my pug? <laughs> Why can't you be noble? <laughs> Why can't you be like the other pugs? Everyone thinks you can't run. You can run. Show them you can run. No, my admirers are watching me in my yes. purple dress. Ladies, so, um, ladies don't run, mother. <laughs> <laughs> we sashayed. And that's what she did. She sashayed her way to the finish line like a little model. Yes, um, and she does a very good job at that. <laughs> so I do have the hypochondria things of, you know, um, is that a spot? What's wrong with my pug? Has she got cancer or a pimple or, you know, oh, it's food on her face. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with my pug? Why does, why does my pug like rice and everybody else's pugs like chop yeah. drops? Although I was surprised to find out that not everyone's pugs liked rice because my previous dog liked rice as well. So I just thought, hey, dogs like rice until I said it to other people and they're like, my dog doesn't eat rice. Oh, I'm seriously going to try it. I'm okay. going to try the rice yogurt ball concept. Oh, definitely try the, the rice yogurt ball because that is just the bomb. And it looks like a bomb. But um, 
and her tail goes straight. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a puggy arancini ball. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to make it extra special, you can put you can cook the rice in stock instead of water. Now you're going schmancy. Yeah, that's that's for real fancy events. Very, Otherwise very. Otherwise, it's just a little bit uh, dropped into the food. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I have to admit, my dad is a bit of a sucker for um for spoiling the pugs. Um, like if they're here for Christmas, they get their own Christmas dinner or lunch, depending on when we're getting like the full spread. Yeah. Um. And so I should not so subtly hint. So I heard another one of my pug friends does arancini balls for her pugs for Ooh. special occasions and see. see what that like, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little turkey stuffed arancini yeah. ball. Yeah, like so that's what they'd like. Pugancini ball. Yes. See, oh. you should be cornering this market, mate. I know, totally. Yes. That was another thing. What's wrong with my pug? She doesn't like toys. No, no, actually, no, Roxy does, not Kenji or Rosie. I mean, when she was Never. a tiny puppy, she played. And, like, there's one, I have a stuffed dragon. She'll sometimes play with that. But on the whole, the only toy she likes is uh, one of the cat toys, which is one of those ones that, you know, is on, a, on the end of a rope on a stick and is made of feathers. Yep. And she will chase that until she makes herself sick. Right. And she will, like. If she knows it's there, she will go on and on. I want to play with it. And I'll get it out because it's good exercise. Give her a yeah. run. But um, she won't stop. Like she'll be lying there. She can barely stand up. She's panting to the point where she's almost sick. And I'm like, sweetheart, this is not good for you anymore. You're okay. going to be sick. You need to rest. But you try to put it away and she'll, like I'll put it on the bed where she can't reach it and she'll just stand there and stare at it and stare at me. I want to play with it. I'm like, no, you can't. So it's the only toy she likes, the cat's little thing on a stick. Incredible. But she just doesn't like toys. And I've tried explaining that dogs like toys, but not a, not a, not a bar of it, unless the cat's playing with one, in which case she'll just steal that so the cat can't have it. Yes. I mean, there is a <laughs> level of competition that we need. And to then play. throw it away. <laughs> Definitely there. Oh, my Lord. It's been so great talking to you, Rachel, and catching up. And obviously, I have to admit, like some of the things we've talked about in this episode, um, I've never known about Agatha. But I agree. Every parent asks, what's wrong with my pug? Yeah. Without fail. There have been times where I've asked that of myself. Or more importantly, what's wrong with me? Why (laughs) is this normal to feel this way or do these things or allow my pugs to do these things? (laughs) I think it's different with a pug. (laughs) so do i just non-pug parents just don't get it yeah normal dog rules don't apply definitely not (laughs) thank you so much for joining us i've had a wonderful time thank you for having us and i know that my uh, my listeners will too so and uh, i cannot wait to see the videos i will put them up (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk to you soon all right see you bye bye Now, I don't know about you humans, but like Rachel, I too have looked at all of my pugs at some time during their life and thought to myself, 
what is wrong with my pug? So we'd love for you to share your what is wrong with my pug moment stories or even a photo of your puggy doing something that has made you question their sanity over in our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life. I am sure you have many instances. And if you liked the episode or you think someone else might enjoy it, please share the episode and leave a review with your favourite podcast host so more pug porrits can find us and join in with the fun. It only takes a couple of minutes to give us a five-star review and it goes a long way to helping other pug porrits find us. So until next time, thank you for joining us. Have a awesome week and humans, be generous with the snackies. <laughs>